Hey, what's up? Just got my flu and COVID shots. You get yours yet? Nah, I don't have insurance. Dude, lots of places have the shots for free. Really? But are they even safe? Yeah, and vaccines help prevent serious illness. I'm not missing out on this season, especially with Nate's party coming up. Okay, okay, I'll get mine too. Shots hurt a little, but missing out hurts a lot. Get your flu and COVID vaccines. Brought to you by Iowa HHS. Muddy Knees Media. Hello and welcome to Series Linked in association with Paddy Power. I'm TV journalist Emma Bullymore and as ever I'm joined by Mark Jeffries from The Mirror. On this week's podcast, we'll be speaking to the one and only Amanda Redman about the return of the Good Karma Hospital. And of course, me and Jeffers will be giving you some top telly tips for the week ahead. You're listening to Series Linked, the podcast for TV fans by TV fans. Hiya, Jeffers. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good. It's a little bit strange, isn't it? We're not face to face as we normally are. I find it really weird. Usually you're sitting next to me, swishing around in your chair. You've got your favourite jumper on, your podcast jumper, as I like to call it. The good news is I've still got the jumper on. And also, we've got a great interview. And also, we're going to have some good recommendations at the end. And I feel like at the moment, we need to offer like lots of recommendations because everyone is binging TV at the moment, aren't they? So, uh, you know, we're providing a good service. I'm sort of gutted that I've now already watched Love is Blind. You know, we talked about it the other day and I was like, oh, I have to catch up on that. While I was on holiday, I used my plane journey there and back to basically watch the entire thing. And now I wish I could watch it all over again. It's it's time for that kind of telly, isn't it? That is a good, re- you know, we sort of recommended it before. But if you if you need some trash TV and you, you like your sort of love violence, that is the one to get into now, isn't it, really? And lots more to come. But let's move on. We've got a great interview today. Amanda Redmond. I love Amanda Redmond. You'll have seen her in all sorts of things at home with the Braithwaite's new trip. And we spoke to her about the return of the Good Karma Hospital. It's back for a third series. And here she is. This is Amanda Redman. So Good Karma Hospital is back and it it does just look like you must have the most fun filming it. Are you going to shatter all our illusions or is it just the best job? Oh, it's absolutely wonderful. I mean, uh, we film it in Sri Lanka. It's meant to be Kerala in southern India, but the countryside is very, very, the scenery is very similar. And the people of Sri Lanka are just so beautiful and the scenery is wonderful and the food is amazing and the weather's gorgeous. So, you know, what's not to like, really? The only thing that can sometimes get you down is the fact that we are away for nearly four months of the year. So that's a long time to be away from your family and friends. I imagine it's a fun cast, though. I imagine you have a good time with Neil Morrissey out in Sri Lanka. I do. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. We have a great time sort of discovering all the all the restaurants and the various bars. That's what we tend to spend our free time doing. And you have a great character to play because she always has, you know, someone says something to you and you want to come back with a comeback that's just right. She always has those and she's so sort of self-assured. She is. She's wonderful. She's witty and she's, but she's firm, but she's warm as well. And I, and I like that, you know, and I, I believe her. I believe her as a character. She's the kind of person I'd like to meet, I think. And when you first played her, did you have to sort of read up on a lot of medical jargon? Yeah, we have medical experts there with us all the time, literally teaching us about everything. You have to kind of sort of know what you're talking about. Certainly if you're performing any sort of operations, and we do quite a lot of that, uh, we do have trained all the sort of theatre staff in it are actually proper 
theatre nurses, so they, they tell us what to do. We're into the third series now, I think. So what is it like sort of pretending to deliver, like, just lots and lots of babies? It, it must seem a bit weird. Yeah, I've actually only delivered one. Oh, no, two, maybe. Or maybe three. I don't know. It all, it all merges into <laughs> one, actually. Come to think of it. But the last episode, actually, the one that was on Sunday, I had to do a caesarean. Because of the, the time that was changed from 9 o'clock to 8 o'clock, we did have to edit some of it out. But I was... I practiced on a watermelon in my hotel room, um, on quite a few watermelons, actually, because a watermelon has the same consistency as a woman's pregnant stomach. So um, I, all the different layers and things, I went through a few of those watermelons working out how to do that. That's a strange way to spend an evening. Do they teach you that at drama school? No. <laughs> and we've also just seen you in Bumps, which was a pilot. Is that something that you're hoping is going to go to full series? Tell us a bit more about that. Well, I got the script and I laughed out loud from start to finish and I just thought, what a fantastic idea. I think it's new, it's it's different. I think the the writers are really witty and funny. And when I met them, I loved them. So, you know, that was a no-brainer for me. And it was received fantastically well. So we're all crossing our fingers. Because that's a story of a woman who wants to be pregnant later in life. So you might be, if that yeah. goes full series, you might be wearing the big bump and all that kind of stuff again. Indeed. And I know I thought those days were over, but there you go. (laughs) (laughs) You never know what's around the corner. That's true. Bringing it back to Good Come Hospital, I think the the second episode this Sunday, you had some input into the storyline. Is that right? Yes. I just thought it would be a good idea to to explore on an acid attack. So they're, they're prevalent in on the Indian subcontinent and they also happen here. So I thought that would resonate with British audiences as well. And and I thought it was important that we did it in a way that. Um, people really did see the horror of it, that such a cowardly act, what, what it can do to people. Thankfully, the writers and Dan Sefton said, absolutely, I think it's a great idea. So we went from there. Your relationship, Lydia and Greg, yourself and Neil Morrissey, it, it just seems to work and it's very believable. And, and I wondered why you thought that is, what, why it works, obviously, with some on-screen couples and, and not, not so well with others. Uh, well, Neil and I have been mates, for, we've known each other for such a long time. You know, we already had that anyways. And we socialised together, so we knew each other, and and therefore the the shorthand was easy. We're both quite similar in in terms of our approach to work. We just work really well together. And you've obviously got a lot of experience of being on hit shows. Do you know when you're in something like the beginning of New Tricks or the beginning of Good Karma Hospital, this is going to work, this is going to resonate, or is it still always a surprise when you get those audience reactions in? Well, whenever I say yes to a script, it's because I believe in it. You never know what the audiences are, you know, what what they will like. You never know that. Um, You can only be true to yourself and think this is the kind of thing that I'd like to watch and that I find amusing or I find that, that, you know, resonates deeply with me. And, you know, we always hope that the audiences are going to like it, but but you never know. Because Good Karma, it has sort of everything because it looks gorgeous as well as having all the characters and the great storyline. So you sort of want to a winner there, I suppose. Well, yeah, I would have thought so. (laughs) (laughs) I remember interviewing you a few years ago about how things aren't necessarily great for women in TV or weren't at that stage and certainly roles for older women. And we're always being told that that's changing and that things are getting better. I just wondered a few years on what your opinions on that were and whether you think things have got better. I think they have improved. I think there's a long way to go, but but I think I think they have improved. Yeah, um, but we're still way behind for older men. Um, I think for women, it has improved hugely, but in terms of older women, it hasn't enough. 
because, you know, we make up quite a large part of society, actually, and certainly a large part of the viewing population. And I don't think that's represented. Is that something that perhaps the guys, obviously, we've got the streaming giants now throwing a lot of money in. My observation would be I'm not sure they necessarily do much uh, for sort of older audiences. Is that something you've seen or, or, or is there a particular channel that are good for older roles? I think actually in Europe and the States, I think they have been better than us. So I'm not quite sure that that's necessarily true. I, America and Europe have, in the last five years, I would say, championed quite a lot of stuff with older women. And, you know, I take my hat off to them, but I think that we need to catch up with that. And just to look back, um, Emma mentioned new tricks. We, we like to look back on other sort of TV shows as well. Sandra Pond was such an amazing character. You played for the best part of a decade. I just wonder... Um, lots of listeners will remember it. What, what your memories are from, from making that show? My memories basically is of laughing constantly from the minute we got into the makeup bus in the morning to the minute we went home. We did not stop laughing and got into trouble on a daily basis for doing so. <laughs> are you all still in touch? Yes. Yes, we are. It must be weird when you've done the, the, your body of work and then you're flicking through all these channels that show old shows. New Tricks is basically always on. Braithwaite's is sometimes on. It must be strange. Apparently it's on at some point every second of the day at some point <laughs> in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe it. Do you get a chance to watch much TV yourself, Amanda? I do, yeah. I mean, I think it's important that I keep abreast of, every, you know, of, of drama because it's my job. So I watch what I, as much as I can. What kind of things do you enjoy? Anything that's good. You know, drama I love and I, I watch good documentaries and, and, and good dramas to me are just delicious. It's, it's my favourite thing. And in terms of Good Karma Hospital, how long do you think you could go on for? Are you hoping to get out to Sri Lanka a few more years yet? I, well, that completely depends on the ratings, really. It depends on the audience. If the audience want us, then we'll continue. It's like everything. It all, all depends on, on ratings. You feel like the character's still got more to, more to give, I guess? Oh, my God, yeah, because I mean, the thing is that it's not so much the characters. It's more, and I think this is great in the way that, that we've moved on over the last three series, is that we're now concentrating more on the actual stories themselves you know, and the different people that come out of the culture of, of India. I mean, that is such a rich tapestry. So there's a lot to mine there, I think. Lots of actors actually end up writing scripts themselves because they're frustrated about the lack of roles out there. Is that something you consider doing? I can't write. I'm useless at it. I've tried. I'm, I'm honestly bad. I'm good at editing. I can edit. So if I get a script, I can say, look, I think we should take that out or perhaps put something different in here. I'm, I'm good at that, but I honestly honestly cannot write i am abysmal in fact embarrassingly so are there any parts that you particularly would would like or that a particular type of i guess genre that you've you've not played for a while that you'd like to get stuck into uh, you know if you if this next script that drops on your door there's loads of classics I'd, I'd love to play but but in terms of things that haven't been written yet only you know anything good really good and juicy you don't try to kind of contrast one with another like what i mean is you wouldn't try and do comedy then drama or period drama and then try and go back to comedy or the next thing that comes in that's good you can't it's impossible to do it the other way you can't i mean i'm lucky that i was i've, I've been on television a couple of weeks ago in, in a comedy and then good karma and last night in quite a heavy drama on channel four so you know that's great when that happens but it's not something that you can plan i don't think and what is next? Are you filming at the moment? Are you waiting on, on phone calls? Um, nobody's filming at the moment. <laughs> well, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> 
everything's come to a standstill. So nobody knows what's going to happen. Well, even in these uncertain times, thank you for joining us, Amanda. It was lovely to speak Pleasure. to you. Amanda Redmond there. Good Karma Hospital is on ITV on Sunday night at eight o'clock. Time now to welcome back Amy Jones from Paddy Power. She's our mate with the latest odds to help us predict the future of the small screen. Hiya, Amy. Hey, how are we? We're good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad at all. Ready to predict the future. Excellent. Go for it then. What have you got for us this week? So this week we've got Matt Lucas. Obviously, he was confirmed as the uh, replacement for Sandy on Great British Bake Off. So I've got a few different bits for you on Matt Lucas. And one of these I found really interesting. And our trainers have gone for one to five odds on for him to last longer on the show than Sandy did. Interesting. Because she has done it for a good few years, isn't she? That's. I don't know if Matt Lucas will do more than one or two series. It's quite a commitment. Yeah, I thought that. It's, it's quite a, a way for him to last. And they've also said, and I think this one I could definitely see happening, is for the show to be Channel 4's most popular show of next year, and that's one to two. I could see that because it, it's a pretty popular one anyway for four, I believe. What did you guys make of it? Did you think he was a good choice? I mean, generally, I think the reaction's been quite positive. I appreciate some people saying it's another man, so it's, it's, it's a sort of male-heavy show, but generally, I think it looks quite good, and they... They put up a video together on, on Twitter and I thought it looked funny as well. So I think that potentially it could be a good mix. Yeah, and I definitely thought you could see the comedy with him and Noel and stuff like that. I was I was surprised, but I don't really know why I was surprised. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I could go with that. Um, I'm intrigued to kind of see how it all plays out. But like you say, yeah, definitely male heavy now. It's funny, though, because they're both in double acts, but not with each other. So it is quite a strange thing. You've got some odds on David Williams turning up, haven't you? Yeah, we've got that really short. That's even money. He's even money to turn up with David Williams. I could definitely see that happening. And it's only two to one for there to be some kind of Great British Bake Off Little Britain special crossover. Um, I mean, there's <laughs> definitely going to be a few references to it. I think one thing that's definitely less likely is Mel and Sue ever being involved again. They did an interview this week in Radio Times and, and referenced how um, they had issues with it when they first joined and almost quit straight away. And it, it, they're very much talking in the past tense. But no, some people would love to see them come back. What what would be the odds on them coming back and presenting it? Yeah, so we make that pretty unlikely. For Mel and Sue to come back and host in 2021 is out at 8-1. to one. So, yeah, far more unlikely than the stuff we've spoken about there. Matt will be there for 2021. I reckon him and Noel are going to do at least a couple of years. I'm, I'm not sure he'll do more than Sandy, but I feel like they're a solid combo. As long as people like them this year, I can see them lasting a couple of years yet anyway. So, yeah, definitely more fancies, like you said, that they'll last a little bit longer. Like you said, the, the one to five for him to last longer than Sandy, is, we, I thought was really short. But you never know, I suppose, if it works, then it works. And what I find fascinating is the kind of stuff that you're able to predict. You're even predicting the gender of the winner of the show this year. Yeah, so we've gone for, it's, it's far more likely with us, it's 4-7, that it will be a female winner this year, whereas a man is out at 5-4. to four. And what we tend to do with that is, I suppose, they look at previous winners, they look at, um, the trainers will look at feedback on the show. So even things like, it sounds crazy, this, but the feedback that there is too many male presenters would then, I guess, influence who they might put as the favourite for the gender of the winner, if that makes sense. Wow. That's so fascinating the way they think. I think it's interesting anyway. But interesting to see how Matt Lucas will do. Thank you so much, Amy. You're very welcome. Join Ruby Walsh, Paddy Power, Tom Nugent and a whole host of great guests each week on Paddy Power's racing podcast, From the Horse's Mouth. From the Horse's Mouth. From the mouth of a horse. From the mule's muzzle. From the pony's trap. From the cob's gob. You get the picture. From the Horse's Mouth. New episodes every Friday.
You're listening to Series Linked. Make sure you subscribe to the channel for the biggest TV interviews and to stay on top of all the best shows on the box. Click subscribe, takes two seconds. That's almost it for this episode of Series Link. It goes so fast, but we can't let you go without a couple of TV recommendations from me and Jeffers. That's our job after all, especially right now. So what's caught your eye, Jeffers? Yeah, so I'm going for the English game. It's on Netflix. It's out tomorrow and it's based on football. So I thought anyone who's missing the football at the moment, it's probably the only way you're going to get to watch a match this weekend. It is a six-part drama um, written by Julian Fellows, who did Downton Abbey. And it's about the origins of the game uh, sort of in the 19th century. It was originally quite a posh sport. And basically, you've got a friend of the podcast, Craig Parkinson. He owns a mill, his character in it, and uh, creates this football team and tries to take on sort of the poshos. And it's how football became sort of more widely loved, I think. Um, it's got, as I say, it has got football in, but it's also got sort of real life personal stories, a bit of emotion. I've only watched a couple of episodes, but I think there's going to be a bit of romance as well. So I think it's, it's a pretty good mixture. And perhaps, uh, you know, people who, who are well into football might be to watch it with people who, who don't love the game as much because it's not all football. So I think it could be one for everyone to watch together. So that, that's sort of my, um, my pick of the week. I think you've gone for some comedy, haven't you, Emma? Yeah, I have. I have to say, I think the Venn diagram of people that are missing the footy and the people that are missing Downton Abbey is possibly small. Maybe that's judgmental of me, but I am interested to see what the English game is like. I'll definitely check it out. I've gone for Feel Good, which is a kind of quiet little Channel 4 comedy. It hasn't had that much press, but Lisa Kudrow's in it. So you've got a friend in there already. Excellent. Uh, but it's really the story of May Martin's character. May Martin is a, a comedian that you might have seen around if you're into comedy. Um, and it's a story. She's an addict and she's also in a new relationship. But despite what I'm saying, it is actually lighthearted. Uh, she's in this relationship with Charlotte Ritchie and they're sort of getting to know each other, trying to work things out while May's also trying to work out her issues. But it is like it's quite a unique style. I haven't really seen anything like this for a little while. Um, and I enjoyed it. It's quite a nice little half hour. So I think it, it feels like it's tucked away, but I think it's going to find its audience. Sounds great. And I think we do need, you know, comedy's a good idea at this moment in time. So I'll give that a go this week. Sounds good. Brilliant. Well, thanks, Jeffers. That's all we've got time for, I'm afraid. This has been the Series Linked podcast in association with Paddy Power. If you've enjoyed it, and we really hope you have, then go on, leave us a five-star rating and a review if you'd be so kind. And make sure you've subscribed as well so you can catch the next episode when it drops, hopefully on Thursday morning. We're trying our best. We'll Skype you. We'll try and, try and get our episodes out to you. For now, though, we'll see you later. See you next week. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from, some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy, so we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.